Welcome to RPG Cast episode 452 for the week of January 13th, 2018, our second show of the new year. Joining me today is a full cast and crew of RP Gamer. Um, alumni is what I was going to say. That is the wrong word. <laughs> Associates. I don't know. Uh, Anna Marie is here. Hi, Anna Marie. Hello. Kelly Ryan. Good morning. Jonathan Stringer. What was my degree in? Um, you're a bachelor. What? Joshua Carpenter. Right. <laughs> Good morning. And wait, is there someone else? Not me. Pascal Takaya. Did I say you okay. already? No. I didn't. Oh, but you'd talked already. Okay. I'm the dropout of the group. Okay. <laughs> I want to know where I can go get my PhD in RPGs. Have I studied enough? No. You need to go RP back to school. Gamer you. <laughs> RPG What's you. What's a mascot? With the dragons? It, it has to be Valana, right? It is. It's my Simon. It's my cat. Simon is the official mascot of the show. Probably not. How's everyone doing? It's cold outside. But it's yes, warmer it than is. it was. It's cold out there every day. But it's warmer um, I'm in, than it was. We're in the 70s right now. <laughs> Lucky <laughs> you. Cold outside. <laughs> Just like I said. It's actually cold here in Houston. It's like 30 degrees. Yeah, it snowed yesterday in Alabama here, so... Yeah, it snowed in Kansas, and I had to have my husband come, like, break the ice off the gate open so that I could take the trash cart down. Oh, cool. That was our, lovely. Our gate has broken for the winter. <laughs> Everything now gets put it, in front of the gate. <laughs> Y'all, it, it did snow in Florida recently. Yeah. Yeah, my brother was there for that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy right now in northern Ontario. He tried to... Uh, drive home and... from florida to canada ladies and gentlemen yeah and uh he tried to drive home from florida to northern ontario and that did not go well so he is still not <laughs> he had well, to stop that... during a blizzard yeah what is that like a 14 hour drive <laughs> <laughs> no it is more a multi-day more than that more, than that. more like 30 and then the snow makes it a lot worse yep yeah more like 30 if conditions are good. Because I remember we used to drive from like Kansas to Mississippi and that felt like a journey. Yeah. It was no. actually 14 hours from Houston to Nashville, Tennessee. Most, and that's not most people do it in three days. My brother is insane and does it in two. But I mean, he will literally get up at five in the morning and get on the road at six and get off the road at 11 and then do it the next day as well. Yeah, your brother's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, oh, I guess we should talk about what we're playing. Did anyone play any games in the snow? Uh, no, because we didn't get enough snow to constitute games. Oh, it was right. mostly slush. Right. 
I kind of meant like while driving on an ice skate rink with your car. Does anyone drive a Zamboni and then play a Game Boy while driving it? That'd be great. I want that. Story. Yeah, that that sounds like a good way to crash a Zamboni. Anna wants to drive the Zamboni. All right. Kelly, did you play more Sonic this week? Sonic? Yeah. That's what you <laughs> play. You're just Sonic Lady. I, I haven't touched Sonic since Sonic Mania, and I didn't get forces for Christmas, Listen, you so... Don't, you don't have to lie to me. I, I understand. You made your OC in Sonic Forces, and you've been grinding him, and you don't want to tell us. No, no. I picked up the Dragon Quest uh, Builders demo. Oh, and Switch I was playing that last continues. night before bad to talk about it on the show. So how is that demo? And did anyone else try it? it sounds like that's a, that's a we- that's a terrible way for me to ask a question because it requires yeah. you to talk and not talk at the same time, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm sorry. Nice job, Chris. <laughs> how is that demo, Kelly? Um, I didn't get as far. Um, I got to the point to where they like give you a blueprint to build a room, and I got obsessed with like trying to flatten out the little area around it so that oh, I no. could make the castle like symmetrical and perfect because that's just how I do <laughs> Minecraft clones. Like all my land and stuff has to be perfect and stuff like that. And then at that point, my husband was like, hey, it's time to go to sleep. And I'm like, okay. So I didn't get very far in the demo. But I'm I'm amused at how much it reminds me of the Lego movie. Because you wake up from the tomb and you're like, you're the only person left that knows how to build. Yeah. And <laughs> the quest giver that's, that's like just, just this random cave person that's giving you quests is like, Oh, you know how to build. That's so cool. Hey, we need a bed for this bedroom. I'm like, how can you not know how to build but know what a bed is? I don't. How did you build a bedroom not knowing what a bed is? Oh, it's a bedroom (laughs) based on what's in it. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody constructed a bedroom but doesn't doesn't know how to make a bed or what it is. Well, no, you construct the bedroom. Yeah, they need a bedroom to sleep in. And the caveman that you're talking to is like, oh, I know what that is. That's a bedroom. That's so cool. But we need a bed or we need a place to sleep. Yeah. They have bits and pieces of knowledge. They're very confused. Yeah. Logic yeah. fails. It, this it, it, it just seems like the strangest mashup. I mean, I don't, a building game in an RPG. Well, the story is, is that at the end of Dragon Quest One, you're given a choice as to whether or not you want to join the bad guy and rule the world or defeat him. And this game takes place in a timeline where the main hero of Dragon Quest One joined the bad guy and the world got destroyed and you're rebuilding it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, except for the fact that you're literally building. That's that just it. Just seems so strange. I'm still not it, sure. It if like... you, are you the guy who accepted half the world or not? I don't understand this. Did Did you ever finish the game, Chris? I thought you did. No. Okay. Well, may I don't know. Maybe that's a twist later. That like you're a descendant or something. It is. It's a twist. Yeah. Oh, okay. What a twist! It's a twist. <laughs> we'll have to find but... out later. It's not really a I, twist as much as a reveal, like at the end of the first chapter. Not the first chapter. Uh, 
So you are the person that destroyed the world? I don't know. Mm. Play for yourself. Yeah, I guess I'll have to get it to find out. But I, I strangely the got... sold the world? <laughs> or would, would this game be life on Mars since you're building? Huh? Huh? Sorry. Uh, I, li- I listened to um, a recent podcast the other day, and there was a... Um, there was an Aerosmith reference somewhere near the end, and nobody, uh, nobody took advantage of it. I can't remember what it is now, but it was. Uh, well, that was know. that was the exact opposite of one of our shows recently. The one where we had all the Aerosmith conversation. Yes. Mm. Yes. There was a there was an opportunity to bring it back recently. You but, should write in you know. and make the references for them. Yes, but. So, I, I'm, Unfortunately, I don't know as many David Bowie songs. So, but anyway, I am seriously tempted to pick this up when it comes out, just because it kind of scratches that itch that I left behind with Stardew Valley, and I want to finish the demo and kind of see where it leaves you at the end of the demo, and if you can pick up your progress at the end of the demo, which I hope you can, because that would suck if you couldn't. But I mean, thus far, I kind of liked what I was playing, and I like just running around and hitting things with my stick and seeing what I could get. And it sounds like it's going to be kind of a fun little town-building RPG, which is what I like and the exact kind of experiences I like on the Switch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I don't know if I'm going to pick it up or not. I, I'm curious, but I just got so so much other stuff to play. My my Christmas game pile was huge. And speaking of Christmas game pile, I've made a little bit of progress, a little bit more progress in the Xenoblade Two. I finished Chapter Three, and who boy, that chapter ended on kind of a doozy. Yes, it did. Yeah. That was some heavy stuff. <laughs> Lots of heavy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't want to get too into it because of spoilers and stuff, but like, I knew one character wasn't going to be a permanent addition just because you couldn't bond blades to it. Yeah. <laughs> that was your first sign, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which kind of sucked, but I'm glad they at least didn't be like oh hey you wasted all these blades on a character. and later on in the game they go the other way where you can tell like someone that you're not sure is going to join permanently oh I can bond blades to them oh <laughs> yeah um, I I actually can't wait to get Zeke into my party because I was looking at some other stuff and saw that he was there and he looks like he's going to be a fun character because mm-hmm. his introduction just had me in stitches yeah yeah the fact that he cared more about his turtle than wanting to kick your butt said a lot. Yep. But um, I'm I'm in side quest mode right now, uh, trying to basically get as much bonus EXP as I can before I continue on the story. And did you? You might have known this. Side quest not. mode I... doesn't let end for a long time. Is the thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. I probably should just continue the story and then worry about side quests a little bit later when I get more party members. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that some blades had side quests. 
Oh yeah. And that's how you raise uh, their skills. Um, Some of their skills. Yeah. Did you get the blade that was the chick with the giant polar bear? No, I don't have her. Yeah, um, I've got her bonded to Nia. I think her name is Ursula. Okay. I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but but you you know when you see her because she has a giant polar bear, and she has a whole side quest about becoming a singer, and you have to send her on merc missions in order to get her through this side quest. And she has like her own voiced cutscenes and stuff like that. Which is really kind of mm-hmm. cool that these characters have. Like all the rare blades have that is the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's heart to hearts for like all of them. Because I don't think I've unlocked some of the side the scenes first. Sure. Some of them. Yeah. Um, that's the only one I've really done that so far. Like the um, I've got this one rare blade that's a dark goth chick with a gun, and I kind of want to see what her deal is. Oh, I don't have her either. Jeez. And. Another one that's this lightning princess that has fists that punches and all of her dialogue is like really ditzy and stuff like that. And I kind of want to see what her deal is. And I know that Cosmos is in the game. I wonder if she has side quests too. Yeah, I hear she's real hard to get though. Yeah, I I saw on a video that someone like chewed through 300 rare core crystals just to get her. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm how's amazed. The, um, how's the what? writing in the side quests? I mean, it's that's fine. There, it's just it's anime side writing, just like you would yeah. expect. So, yeah, very vignette-y, but still, I, I. I've so, enjoyed but, but I mean, there is like the side quests do actually follow like they're story heavy. It's not just yes. bring yeah. me this item yeah. or kill this. Okay, correct. Well, I mean, you got it. That's the you know when you have to go do something, that's what you're gonna do. But then you have a cutscene and story. And mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. You guys make me, make me want to play this game so much. It is. I mean, all of the problems with it aside, like the maps and stuff like that, it has been a really fun game. And it's been one of those games that, like, I can't wait for work to get done so that I can pour more hours into it. And I really like the exploration and the the side quests, obviously, and salvaging, just picking up all the extra money from salvaging and stuff like that. Um yeah, when I get my Switch, this is going to end up being my, my day one purchase, I can tell. Yeah. Did I, did I say I like the exploration, too? Um, You didn't, but you do. So uh, you yeah. Go. Yeah, that's been another... I mean, I've put 40 hours into this thus far, and I'm, I just started checking. I don't know four. how to tell many hours I've put into this, because the counter's broken it, on the Switch, so... It's on the save file. Yeah, and um, <laughs> depending on some random elements it will randomly jump up the number of hours you've had the switch asleep oh okay yeah i'm glad you brought that up i need to complain about that i am annoyed that the merc missions don't count in real time when you put the switch in sleep mode unless it does that thing where it miscounts your timer and then they do so sometimes you'll come back and your merc missions are done and sometimes you'll come back and they're not done and it's like ah just make up your mind game 
oh, that makes me so angry. Because yep. <laughs> it's I, like, okay, I, that's fine. I, I'm sacrificed my my time counter if it means the Merc missions will finish, but I can't find a way to guarantee that the timer will go up. So it's like, ah. I I put. I did like an hour and a half one before I went to bed one night and then yeah. came back and it was only no it had only ticked away like five minutes. I'm like, yep. you gotta be kidding me. It's do No, why why would you do it like that? Yeah, that's how it works. Unless like, it bugs. Okay. So it doesn't okay, it doesn't yeah. take your system clock into account? Nope. Unless it, it does. It's Schrodinger's <laughs> it it's Schrodinger's you don't know. system clock. It doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> So is this buggier than the last two Xenoblade games? It doesn't yeah. sound as polished. No. But then again, I didn't play the last two as much as I've played this one. So um, this one has definitely been missing some polish. That first patch helped some things. Um, and there's more to come, it sounds like. And it needs it. I'll be honest. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean... Their choice for the map system is just really stupid, and yep. I don't understand why they chose the Skyrim map and not the Fable 2 map, because the Fable 2 map would have made more sense. Having a trail that you could follow... Hey, at so least that... when you press X, it shows your area that you're in now. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that that was a problem in the first yeah. build. It would take you to the main map menu. You have to check your... Oh, it was terrible. It's just awful. Because <laughs> I've run into a lot of things where I thought that uh, I was going the right way and then turned out like, nope, the thing that you want's way up there and you've got to go all the way around the other side of the map to be able to do this. And that kind of sucks. And the fact that the map didn't, didn't take verticality into the equation at all is frustrating and that's something that you if you're going to get any enjoyment out of this game you've really got to learn to deal with right away <laughs> but despite despite that one glaring flaw i am and still in love with this game so there's that Yeah, no, I know. I agree with you completely. And that's why it's like, whenever I get sick of anything else that I'm doing, I'm like, oh, I can go play Xenoblade and listen to Torah. I can mm-hmm. go do that. Or for you, not listen to Torah, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I kind of can't wait to swap him out just because I'm a little sick of hearing him in battle. But... Does it require playing the first games? No. no they're totally no. separate. Good. Um, and speaking of games I'm not in love with, I've been slowly chipping away at Ultra Sun. I kind of want to finish that and get my last two Pokemon and be done with that. I, I haven't really, I mean, I've played it like a little bit before bed at night, just trying to, I'm on the fourth island trying to get through vast Pony Canyon but I've been going to bed so late that I get like maybe 10, 15 minutes with that a night. And that's been about it. So I will be, I will report on it when I finally finish that game and then put it back in the case and probably never touch it again. 
that really should have been a third game, but that's just beating a dead horse. I'm sorry, which one? I've, I'm reading uh, Ultra, Rare Blades things, sorry. Uh, old Pokemon Ultra Sun. Oh, should have been a third game. It should have it should have been a Pokemon Stars. Oh, not... okay. Because it's not really a sequel. No. No. I'm I... sorry. That's oh, too bad. I try not to be this way, but I really think Nintendo dropped the ball on the marketing on that because they never clarified whether or not it was going to be a sequel or a third game. And I'm frustrated with it because of that, because it did feel like really deceptive how they marketed that game. And I don't know if other people kind of feel that way with me I or mean, not. I, it, the whole time they were marketing it, it felt to me like it. there was a good chance that it was not very different. <laughs> uh, that That's why I'm hesitant to say that, and it's probably just me kind of being a grumpy Gus, but still, I, I you really... You could have waited for a review. I know. I know. It's, it's my own fault. I'm a Pokemon fan, fangirl, and... This I is love what Pokemon. And yeah, yeah, that is what I get for being impatient and stuff like that. But I I really liked Sun and Moon and I wanted more of Sun and Moon and this isn't necessarily the more of Sun and Moon I wanted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so but that's why we're here to talk about this stuff. I, I basically took one for the team. Mm -hmm. So that that's all I've been playing. Okay. Ah, finally, spoiler-free list. No, that's just a few of them. Darn. Sorry. Now I've, you've got me looking for rare blade lists that don't have spoilers, which is hard, because a lot of them have all the rare blades, which includes apparently spoilers. So. Oh. Ah. Um. I also figured out that you can reliably get rare blades if you beat named monsters over and over again. Uh, cores. Rare cores. Uh, rare cores, rather. Yeah. yeah. I, found, I found one that was called, like, Sad Bernard mm -hmm. that's in that main area in Gormund that is only, like, level 12, and I just kept summoning him over and over again and curb stomping him and like every five or so defeats he would drop a rare core and my luck isn't even that good and if you do a, a combo finish they have a more likely chance of dropping a rare core mm -hmm. so whether or not the rare core will actually get you something is another mini game onto itself annoyingly That's true. Oh, well, thank you, Kelly. Josh, what have you been playing this week? You have a list that's like a mile long. <laughs> yeah, I've been fighting a, a post-holiday case of gaming ADD where you get you have free time and you get a bunch of games and you start playing all of them at once. So um, kind of like the main things I've been playing. I, I finally got a Switch. And the main thing I've been playing on that is Mario v Ra Mar Mario plus Rabbids, and their their XCOM style take on that. 
and I I expected to get frustrated pretty quickly with the rabbits, but they actually toned the rabbits down, you know, toned the rabbit style humor back to a reasonable amount. And mm-hmm. I absolutely adored the combat in that game. It was just a fantastic little take on XCOM. Um, it, it's one of those things like you can tell it's a launch game, like that they didn't have enough time to really flesh out all their ideas. But it they still kind of, they were still doing a pretty good job of like introducing kind of new new enemies as the game went on. And as you kind of leveled up your characters, they were still doing a pretty good job of introducing new enemies that kind of countered those new um, uh, new abilities that your characters got. Um, it's one of those things like uh, where a sequel, I imagine, could be really good if it could be a little bit bigger scope because that that kind of ended up being the biggest annoyance drawback um, is that you only control three characters in the game and mm-hmm. one of them always has to be Mario. Mario always has to be in. And so you get kind of limited when you only have two other choices of characters to put in. You, you, I, don't, I don't know. I got, I, I really got sucked into just playing with the same party every single time rather than kind of experimenting with different characters. Okay. And also, and, and also you can kind of run into problems from time to time with Mario since he has to be used. Um, like there were a couple of times in the game where the, uh, where the enemies kind of ganged up on Mario and killed him. And you only get your health restored like at the end of a stage. And there's often like two maps per stage. Right. So that happened to me one time where Mario died in the first stage. And then I was forced to put him in into the second stage when he only has it like gives him 10 hit points. And so he's just kind of like a walking, (laughs) a walking (laughs) person to die. But I mean, it's still got that XCOM style um, difficulty curve where it starts off not too bad, kind of gets difficult, you know, or at least more difficult in the middle and then kind of gets easy again towards the end. Like, it's kind of funny just how, like, everything kind of tracks with XCOM, only, you know, in a goofier, shinier package. It it also, oh, man, the, the boss theme, I think it was the third boss, it's this, he was the, like this phantom of the opera type boss. Yeah. And he has this, before you get to the boss battle, he has like this three minute long operat vocal operatic takedown of where he just makes fun of Mario for three minutes. That was just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> but is it a better or worse song than the great mighty poo? Well, I was just, <laughs> that, that's what that made me think of too. I don't know. Probably better. It was really good. <laughs> but like this was like a really fun you know kind of uh a, a really good launchier game and and i hope they make another one and kind of like you know expand upon what they've started what they have as the basis well i think it's getting dlc with donkey kong and it isn't yeah, that, it? Yep. i i think that yeah i was wondering about, yeah is that out yet or no. Uh, okay. coming in the spring, I in think. The spring. No date. No date. No date. Um. So after that, I've I've still been playing more VR stuff, and uh, you know they had that huge Sony sale. So I picked up 
I, I probably shouldn't have, but I picked up Monster of the Deep, the Final Fantasy 15 VR fishing thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, well, you know, what What else is even RPG adjacent in the PSVR? So why not? <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if either of you have played it at like E3 or PAX or anything. It's. I don't think it's ever been available at a No, at it has, but I've never wanted to wait for at. it. No, I, I've seen it. Okay. It's just getting into it was not worth it. Oh, okay. So, like, the first weird thing about it is, and, and I guess I should explain about VR. Like the first, the first weird thing. <laughs> the first weird thing. <laughs> the first number weird thing. one. Number one. Make like, a list. Yeah, pretty much. So, you know, usually when you play a VR game, it's VR. Everything, yeah, you know, the world encompasses around you. But there's, for when you're just dealing with the PlayStation interface, there's what I think they call it theater mode, where basically you're just like looking at a giant movie theater screen inside the VR goggles. And so it's just like looking at your TV only if it were a giant movie screen. Mm-hmm. Well, in PlayStation, well, in the uh, Monster of the Deep, they have cutscenes that are just in theater mode. It's not in VR. You'll be in VR, and then it will just swap to a cutscene, and it's just you're just watching it in theater mode. And I don't know if other VR games do that, but that's the first time I've ever seen that in any of the VR games. So, like, there's a little screen floating in space uh, in front of you. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, it's not a little screen. It's it pretty much a big screen. Your, yeah, it's a big screen. It feels your it fills your field of view. It's like you're sitting in a movie theater and you can just barely see the entire screen. So, I mean, it's big, but it's not VR. It's really weird when it swaps back and forth. But so you start playing the game. You have it's, it's a Final Fantasy game. You sit through like 15 minutes of cutscenes setting it up. And then you finally get to the tutorial. And it just dumps you on a fishing dock. I, I stuck a couple of screenshots in the uh, Skype chat so you could see. But like... The very first thing I'm looking at, I'm looking at this headless model with his with his arms stuck out behind him. And I'm just like, what in the hell is going on? You know, it doesn't tell you anything. (laughs) Is there no tutorial? They claim there is, but it doesn't explain anything. It just it just dumps you in. And eventually I had to figure out like, oh, that headless model is supposed to be me. And I had to like hold down the options button to kind of reset the camera so that I could, so that I was actually positioned on the model and I wasn't staring at a headless model. And then it starts trying to teach you how to fish. And rather than trying, where'd you, where'd you put these screenshots so I can show I put the them in Skype chat. chat. I don't see them, Anna. Are they in here? Uh, it says it's, oh, I don't know why it hasn't sent them. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know why it's on. So it's they, on my Twitter feed. They, right. they were on my Twitter feed under media. All right, let's go there. <laughs> you could probably find them. Anyway, the um, so it starts trying to teach you how to fish. And rather than, like, explaining it or trying to, uh, or, or, you know, like, giving you audio and telling you what it is you're supposed Your to be doing. Your cat caught a mouse. Yes, he did. Oh, my gosh. This is what I get for going through your Twitter. Um <laughs> How It'll be down a little bit because yeah. I think those were back I'm in December so when I took those screenshots. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, what I didn't in the to, world is wrong start. with your? Oh my gosh, why is he bent over? There's no head. 
There was no head. <laughs> There's a lot of wrongness going on. Your his body is backwards. Yeah. That is some body horror. He needs oh. a chiropractor. <laughs> My cat used to bring in some varying stages of alive rabbits into our house a lot. Oh god. Were their back yeah. bodies backwards? Well, some had skin and stuff removed and still alive and running around the house. Oh, good. Yeah, it was awesome. I am so glad my cats are too stupid to hunt. Our cats are too lazy. <sighs> okay, so there's so some graphical glitches, and it's trying to teach you how to fish. So rather than trying to explain it, it gives you, like, Ikea-like instructions oh, good it just shows a it just shows a picture of the controller and then it's like okay you move it back and then you swing it forward which sounds great the 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 fishing rod moves but like it doesn't actually release the reel it and it doesn't tell you what it is you need to do to release the reel so i spent like <laughs> 10 minutes Futzing around with every button, trying to figure out, like, okay, how the hell do I release the wheel? <laughs> what the heck is the timing? Oh, you know, like, this oh, game God. sounds amazing. It's like it's like they they put in a place for a tutorial, and we're like, oh yeah, we need to get back and do that, and then they never bothered to get to back do into doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like they ran well, out of time to develop this. Oh man, it's. <laughs> Like the the goofy thing is, is that actually once you get into the fishing, like the the just plain fishing is kind of like oddly relaxing, just like fishing can be. You know, you just kind of sit there and you cast your reel and you reel it in, you catch your fish. The boss battles, you know, like most of the story missions will have you you fish for a while, and then once you catch enough fish this monster of the deep, this giant fish will come up and then you have to shoot it with a crossbow. And those um, parts are... Okay. Yeah. Yep. See, <laughs> it turns when... into a... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, when I heard about this game, I thought they just took the fishing mini game from 15 and kind of, you know, plunked VR controls on it and yeah, that's what I called it too. a game. Not like they they completely made a new game out of it, and the game sucks. They made a new game out of it. They went they went hard. You, Wait, you, say you the other half, that. and the game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's the thing. The fishing itself, once you finally you know teach yourself how to do it, is kind of like fine and relaxing, and it has this really bizarre story where you're playing this government fisher. I swear to God, <laughs> you're a government. Government employee going around fishing and doing away with these evil monsters who are threatening the well, fishing Somebody has to. So yeah. you're not even Noctis? No, but you do get to meet Noctis. Oh, this sounds you do, you do get to sure. interact with everybody. Like, that was actually the... I mean, it's one of those things, like, I should say, like, the graphics in this game, I mean, look good, but that graphical art style does not work very well in VR. Because everything is just so shiny, it doesn't look. You're, you're very hyper aware that it's not, you know, you know, that you're in a video game at all times. Not to mention, oh lord, um, God, what what is her name? Cindy. Oh, her. Yeah, really? she saves you right at the beginning of the game after you get attacked. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I didn't. You know that proportionally, she's not a normal human being but when you see her in VR she does not look she doesn't look human 
good. <laughs> like, someone should not have that small of a way. Anyway. Mm -hmm. like, Cindy, Cindy's voice offended me more than her figure, but we won't go there. <laughs> y'all, y'all. <laughs> But yeah, like probably the best part of the game was where you finished uh, one of the uh, story missions and it's at right after you met Noctis and you're just kind of like sitting there for a couple of minutes and talking fishing with Noctis. Like that part, sitting around a campfire talking fishing with Noctis was fun. That sounds cool. It, it's one of those things where like, it, it's one of those moments in VR where you do get sucked into the immersion. Like he eventually gets a phone call and has to get up and leave and he walks away and waves at you and I find myself I'm like I'm waving to him as he walks away and I'm like what the hell am I doing I'm playing a video game why am I waving to a video game character <laughs> that's cool is uh, is my husbando in there he is but I haven't gotten to him yet uh. Noctis has promised to introduce me to the guys the next time <laughs> well that's nice so just keep fishing just keep just fishing keep and fishing. that's the, that's the promise you get that's to meet job. them later mm-hmm all Prompto had to do was win Biggest Loser, so, you know, we'll see how it goes for you. So Yeah. Oh, they did. Oh, that's that's another thing I just know they just introduced last night. There's, like, uh, they introduced very much like Prompto, like, taking selfies with the fish that you pick, that you catch. Let me take a selfie. <laughs> well, I think that's you very get your important. pictures of your catch. That's a Thankfully, new feature? they give the... Yeah, they just introduced it when, oh, I, when I was playing you. last okay. night. Yeah. To me, yeah, yeah. I but think it just made me realize why I don't look back on Final Fantasy fifteen fondly, or like one <laughs> of the reasons, because all of these the the photography mini game, the fishing mini game, and then I was thinking, what other mini games were there? Oh yeah, the cooking. Like these are all the things I, I cringe at when they happen in game. And don't forget the pinball one too. I, Justice Monsters no, Five. Yeah. Oh, oh, the arcade thing, yeah. 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 Right. I just cringe when... Who are these people that, that love these uh, fishing mini-games whenever they show up? Yeah, Somebody must be. I I actually um, enjoyed the fishing. And... But there were some missions in the game, I think, where you... You know where you did have to, or maybe they were—they might have been side quests, but... Yeah, there were, there were side quests tied to it, and that's for sure, but... And, and I'm not saying that I didn't you know, do it, but I, it doesn't mean I enjoy doing it. All right. So Josh, is this all leading up to you catching a behemoth or something? Probably. And then what do you have to <laughs> fight it or the guys have to fight it with you or something? I, I'm, I'm hell. I hope it's that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is the, if it's is not, the fishing hard? No, no, the fishing isn't hard. This is just about relaxing and fishing. Yeah, that's that's the weird thing about it. Like, the fishing part is actually, once you finally teach yourself to do it, is kind of, like, fun and relaxing. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I shouldn't go as far as fun. It's as fun as fishing is. <laughs> but it's relaxing. It's yeah, more mileage, the, the boss battles are just odd. The boss battles are odd. Well, the only problem with the fishing is that when you got that VR headset on it's kind of kind of awkward you can't exactly like have a beer and sit and sip your beer while you're fishing so it kind of ruins the ruins the total effect <laughs> but that that's final fantasy vr fishing lord help 
You think they're going to contact us to, to use your quote for their advertising campaign? Why um, can't you ha- drink a beer? You have a VR headset on. Yeah, your mouth still VR works. Helmet on. I can't see. Yeah, my mouth works, but I can't find the, the bottle while, I'm, well, while I've got the helmet on. Hey, that's drinking beer is like muscle memory. You know where it yeah. goes. Yeah, you put your hand down, pick it up. This should be totally doable. I don't, I don't yeah, believe really. that. Yeah, uh, really. That would give you unbelievable vertigo. I'm, no, I'm no. totally with him. <laughs> These on people this are side. experienced drinkers, Anna. They know what they're doing. <laughs> Well, also, I don't leave things like that that can be knocked over while I while I'm in VR, where the cat could knock him over, where I can't keep an eye on him. Well, that that seems. Well, maybe the cat wants cool. to drink. I gonna like, say, oh, did my the cat... human is stuck with this stupid thing on his head. I need a beer. Did the cat brush <laughs> up against you and scare you in this game too? <laughs> no, no, hadn't happened in this one, not yet, anyway. <laughs> That's still amazing. He's not trying to kill me today. <laughs> No heart attacks were given on this no particular outing. <laughs> oh, and then, uh, well, I, I've been playing plenty of other things, but the other main thing that's been that I keep coming back to is uh, near Automata, which I've finally gotten quite a bit further into. I, I finished the first playthrough of, and I've kind of started the second playthrough, and um, which. The second playthrough from everything I'd heard about this game was like kind of like the part that like either people who hate the game, that's where they start hating it, or the people even who love the game are just kind of like, well, you kind of get got to get through the second playthrough to get on to well, the, the second other playthrough good is stuff. like way faster, though. Yeah, exactly. I and mean, so like, it, it's... I'm surprised by that. But like, yeah, it, it's like if you're commi- if you're going to try and do the second playthrough. Yeah, I guess you got to push through it and then all things you should be hooked by some story things. It sounds like in the second playthrough early on, and then immediately, like, I'm gonna push through this, and we're gonna get to the really good shit. No, I, I don't even feel like it's pushing through. At least it's not for me. Like uh, the second playthrough, yeah, like you said, like I think I just got about halfway through it, and it took me like seven or eight hours to do that on the first playthrough, and it took me like two hours on the second on the playthrough. Second, yeah. Yeah. And the second playthrough is interesting because you are doing a lot of the same stuff you do the first time, but now you have a totally different context for everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, to say it in a simple way, hopefully without any sort of spoilers, it's kind of like everything you're doing the second time around, now you feel like a jerk for doing because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know everything that happens later. Yeah. And now you have context for everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really loving that game. The combat is still kind of basic, but I'm I've once I finally kind of wrapped my head around the dodging mechanic, it, it started kind of clicking more. And the music is just I mean, I, I had listened to the music before I played the game and I thought it was good, but once you play it in the game, it's just like soulful and haunting and I'm terrible at describing music, but I just absolutely adore the music in that game. So good. I think this really? one's definitely on my list of like 2017 games I missed out on that I want to play this year. About the only bad thing I have about to say about it is the PC port. Um, all the pre-rendered cutscenes are stuck at 30 frames per second. And it's always jarring when you go from gameplay, nice buttery smooth 60, and then you drop down to 30 and you're just like, oh, whoa, what the hell happened? But that's about the only bad thing I can say about it. Fair enough. And that 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 that's the main things I've been playing. Sure thing. 
Stripping. Trying to figure out who's next. Pascal, what you been up to? Uh, well, I guess I can start with my VR, my my continuing Your VR. Your own saga VR also. experiences. Yeah. All right. So, but I mean, this is uh, some of this is going back a few weeks, like before um, Christmas, still. Um, so I think I might have mentioned about you know like that I do get a little like nauseous in some of the games, and that I was I was hoping to be able to kind of shake it. So yeah, the next happening. time that I, well, um, have so you tried drinking I, beer? <laughs> before after or during yes forever ever All. yes at any point yes I have. <clears throat> but um the very next time after i said that and that i went into uh resident evil I, I i don't remember how many minutes i played maybe 20 30 at the most i think and um i started getting the the same um motion sickness starting up so i turned it off and i sat there you know minus the helmet for a minute or two and then I jumped up and had to uh, run for the the bathroom because it was time to vomit. And so, oh, no. And the funny thing is, once that happens, you're a lot less likely to want to go back into VR. VR. Yeah. I didn't hear anything. And so that was um, that was like days before Christmas. So. Of course, Christmas comes around, and um, and I get a couple of games. My family, so they know, you know, I have the the VR uh, headset, and that's you know cool and exciting. So, um, so I got a bunch of VR games <laughs> right oh, after no! I just, <laughs> oh. and not just any. So, like for example, um, one of them was uh, Doom VFR, which oh, is this no! like super <laughs> fast paced shootery as doom it's doom you know mm-hmm. like yeah, the worst well, thing you could have for motion sickness. we are gonna get you through this pascal your family's no, committed well, to it well that wasn't gonna happen so <laughs> um so i went you know that one went back to the to the story and got exchanged i i wasn't even gonna uh you know give it a, a good faith try i think i i knew that wasn't gonna work <laughs> but so all right so that's kind of um where the VR saga like has ground to a halt. I did buy some um, some PS Move controllers so that I can try some of the the other the slower paced games that I have, mm-hmm. um, like uh, like the Batman experience and um, I'm not sure what else. But I guess the Move controllers, you know, probably make most of the VR games easier. And I didn't have any before, so I still went out and spent more money on it. I did some research online to how to how to best avoid the the motion sickness and. I also have this weird. Well, I think I mentioned it before, but my um, he could put one of those copper bracelets on. <laughs> oh, the, I've never tried that on on any kind of. But I mean, I'm, ginger, I'm pro to motion sickness gum, just in life. And the yeah, anti motion uh, pills. Ginger, all of that was on online, and I'm not doing that. If I can't you fix can it by just <laughs> like the game settings, then yeah. it it isn't worth it. I don't, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to buy out and I'm not going to go out and buy bracelets to wear so I can you play a, a new game. bracelet. It's your VR bracelet. It's ex- an accessory, an accessory. I mean, they, they, they should include that maybe with the VR. <laughs> if it really works. Oh, because... You know, what's funny is I've used like multiple different VR devices and I was so worried that I was going to like puke all over everybody's shoes and I have never been sick once. No. 
And I think so. Um, I think it turns out it has a lot to do with the game and the settings that you choose while you're in the game. Mm-hmm. So for my research, Resident Evil does seem to be one of the main um, games that makes people sick. And of course, there's always somebody in the in the chat room or wherever that says, you know, oh, well, I played play it and it doesn't make hours. me sick. And it's probably true, but um, it is like one of the number one offenders from what I've from what I've personally researched. Um, so I know I'm not going to ever try to play like a racing game or a space combat like first person simulation. I'm going to stay away from anything with like speed uh, to it. But um, I still have hope that it's good for. So another game that I have for the VR is um, The Invisible Hours, which is um, more like it's an it's a it's a narrative adventure. You know, it's not point and click, but it's it's just story focused and you don't do. Um, you don't do action in it. So I think VR can work with the right game, you know, even for me. Um, Um, From from what I've heard, the two things that affect it the most is frame rate and draw distance. And the reason why it happens is because your brain can't handle your brain is trying to overcompensate for the frame rates and the draw distance and it can't handle it. And it just overspills. Um, Literally. I, mean, I guess that too. And then all, but, Literally. Oh, well, in, in that case it was. Yeah. Yeah. But so, um, but I mean, I, I was also kind of stupid. I was playing in just true first person mode where you, with a, I don't know what the technical terms for it are, but just walking through the mansion. Right. And you can set it to where, um, uh, trying to think where uh, like the move like turning uh, happens like incrementally in like in 30 what is it 30 degree angles or something like that rather than just smoothly turning you know as you go as you would in a circle because I think that's where from what I saw like that's where the where my brain just like it wants to it thinks it's moving in to the right but it knows it isn't and so it creates a conflict in my inner ear i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. but so the point is um i'm not entirely given up on it but um we'll see i'm i'm so teddy pig in the chat su- suggests assassin's creed black flag vr where you can get seasick and motion sick at the same time <laughs> <laughs> yeah nothing like jumping from rooftop like so i'm not great with heights in real life either so that would be amazing i'm sure i don't think that game actually exists does no it? but i mean it would be amazing not not being facetious at all. So, so Pascal, can, can I sell you on a on a nice slow paced uh, fishing, <laughs> fishing game? game? <laughs> you, you tried, maybe. Hey, Pas- no, because VR's... I remember one of the things. This is what I was saying earlier. If we take the the quote that you mentioned and and you know sell try to sell it to to uh, to Square's advertising campaign, what was it? Um, it's fun. Well, I wouldn't go so far as calling it fun or, you know, isn't that what you said? <laughs> it's relaxing. Yeah, yeah, there you right. go. I wouldn't not, go so Not exactly fun, fun, I think is how you said it. So, Pascal, which VR headset do you have? Um, I guess the old one? Is that, well, is that I mean, what which you Which one? Oh, you have the PSVR, right? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, wanted, I want you to know that at CES last week, our... HTC announced the Vive Pro. So if you want a better VR headset with a better frame, uh, better resolution and stuff, maybe that's what you need to to quell your motion. And so what do you play it with? It's PC. It, it's own. Oh, PC. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, that would require. And they've announced a, a wireless dongle for it coming out later this year. Dongle. Yeah. 
like it attaches to the back and it's wireless and so then you can have no cords so the games that this is not going to help I, you at I all is tennis. It? no no because also my pc capability is severely hamstrung um but i think you know i'm going to settle for like um non-moving uh vr games as much as possible where you just like in a in a stationary position so um but even so i played a few of those like batman vr i played a few like maybe an hour or so and even in those games it, it happens occasionally where your character model just i i guess collides with something in game which makes it slightly lurch forward or backward a little bit just to try to like comp you know maybe you're like um Ooh. you moved yourself like too close to the wall and mm. so it kind of pushes you forward slightly but it, it gives it gives it a, a weird it like so in the vr set um you just get a weird like movement effect that shouldn't happen and that does it so that does it right there you know that just gives me mm -hmm. ooh, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. We don't need the sound effects. Thank you. <laughs> I like the sound effects. No, no, no. That thanks. was perfect. Pass. Hard pass. It helps. It helps really sell the pain because mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm feeling his pain just listening to him. Um, but there's good games coming out for it that I'm. I would be really sad to not ever try. Like in the next. Like I think maybe I don't know one might already be out. So, um, but Moss, the the real reason February. I was yeah. interested next month in VR, yeah, it's right around the corner, and I gotta try it. Like it, it would be a shame if I got the stupid thing and never even bought the game I wanted to play for it. But yeah, um, oh, so the, the good news is when I did exchange some of those uh, when I when I went to go <laughs> trade in Doom, um, I just and there was nothing really um, that I'd been like dying to play so i i wasn't sure what to exchange it for finally i settled on um the sexy brutal which Ooh. i'm really happy that i i got and i had just um i had just found out about it like a few days before i ended up going to the store and then they happened to have it so this this was a great exchange and that's so that's that's like kind of the big game that i've been playing recently um, how are you liking that no, I, well, I finished. I, uh, I platinumed it last yeah. night, and oh, wow. I would I would absolutely recommend it to anybody that likes, again, adventure games. So it isn't um, a point and click adventure. Um, it's so it's a like mm, so it's like a three D. Uh, no, not well, not three. It's more like isometric, like mansion murder mystery, like very gothic, very uh, uh, I guess like Victorian murder mystery. And that is, it was a really fun game. It's got a great uh, soundtrack. It looks beautiful. And the idea is that you, um, okay, so the setup is there's a, was like a, a, a mask ball happening at this mansion. I guess it's the closest I can get to it. And so all the, the guests are, uh, all the guests wear masks. But something, something happens and the staff at the mansion who are also wearing masks start um killing the guests and just uh, they're all spread out over the mansion and your role is basically to figure out a way to save them and you <clears throat> you can't do it all at once it takes uh it has a time travel mechanic so each day lasts 12 hours um which is about i guess about 12 minutes i think each hour passes by in about a minute and at the end of the 12 minutes, um, it resets you back to the beginning of the day, right? And um, your goal is to save 
basically just one person at a time. And once once you do save them, um, you get their uh, their mask. You pick up their mask, which which gives you like an additional ability that you could use to get to the next section of the mansion where you have to save the next person. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. But it does it. It's 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 a puzzle adventure game, and you spend your time walking around and figuring out first of all who it is you have to save, then um, how they die, which you know uh, it, each one is different, and some of them are really dark. I mean, there's um, you know without giving too much away, there's suicide and there's like jigsaw like traps that they uh, that they fall prey to, and once you figure it out. Uh, where and when and how they die. Now your next job is to figure out a way to stop that from happening. But you can't interact with anybody directly. Um, you can't even enter a room that anybody's in. If you if you do, basically their uh, their masks are set to chase and kill you. So the closest you can get is just look through keyholes and and listen to like you know where they are in the next room over. And you have to figure out a way to save each one of them without directly interacting with them. And of course, there's a, the, a greater overarching story that um, connects. You don't know much of it at first, but by the time you you do get through everybody and and, and you know save most or all of the victims, you start uh, uncovering like the, I guess the true secret of the mansion. You know, that's as far as I'll go. Anything else to say would really be. Spoiler. Spoilers. Mm. We saw a quick but, look of this, and it looked fascinating. Yeah, it's it's so different from a lot of stuff, I think, and um, it's not terribly uh, terribly difficult. Um, you know, it's it, at at best, it's like a medium challenge the puzzles, but it's just fun, and it's it's fresh, and it's got a great soundtrack, and so it, the um, I played it on console, which I think is like the most recent release. I think it just recently came out on consoles, and it came packed in with a soundtrack disc, which I've been listening to in my car on the way to work and back, and which I don't usually do. So th I really uh, I love the music in the game. And now it, I platinumed it, so I probably won't go back to playing it anytime soon. But I'm I'm going to be all about like spreading the word to my my friends in here. Um, play it if you have any any interest in story driven games or adventure games. Then this one definitely, I think, I would recommend for 2017 still. Speaking yeah. of adventure games, you're still playing the Telltale Batman as well, huh? No, I just oh. finished it a few minutes ago. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. That, that was my, my thing. I was trying to get it done before the uh, podcast. So, yeah, I, it's done. Um, and there's probably not a lot to say about it because, well, it's, it's so a Telltale game. Right. And it and and it it's it's like the other Telltale games. You know, there's not I, I don't think there's anything, uh, any amazing revolutions as far as the gameplay. It's it's got your. Your narrative choices that affect uh, how the story unfolds, and you have a few, uh, well, more than a few. You have a quick time button push events for combat, but I do think it does have a really good story to it. Um, and I, I'm surprised how much I enjoyed even like the the politics that you have to play through as Bruce Wayne, which is a large chunk of the game. Like 50% of it or so is is all about just Bruce Wayne and everything that he deals with on the, the normal life side of things. 
Yeah, like, I, I mean, that be... was that was their big thing <clears throat> that they were advertising. It's like, this game is not, I'm Batman. This game yeah. is, I'm Bruce Wayne. I think it's more Bruce Wayne than Batman, even. And a few times, you can even choose how you want to play a certain section, if you want to play it as Bruce Wayne or as Batman. I mean, it only happens a couple of times, but um, that is in there. So... Given that it's how much Bruce Wayne it is, I'm surprised how much I still really dug the story for it. It is it was very interesting, and it's done, and that's that. <laughs> I don't know what well, they're else making to a say second one, that. right? Oh yeah, um, the season second two? season two is yeah. already started. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because season um, one is a PlayStation Plus game right now. Yeah, it was free, so I gave me another. I had actually purchased it on Steam, but um. It's also free, so that was another. Wait, is it still now? Yeah, I think was it's it in a Janu- January. I think it's a okay. January game, right? Yeah, it's January. I don't remember, but if it is, there, there you go. Um, and that's kind of the big ones. And then just well, and like Josh, you know, I, I, I started up and played a few minutes of a bunch of other games, but those are really the ones like to talk about. <laughs> so more coming from Pascal soon, DM. Oh, look at all these games I haven't gotten on PS Plus. Let's see. Starblood Arena. I don't know what that is. Deus Ex Mankind Divided. That's the first one. Uh, no, that's the second one. Oh, the second one's free. That's interesting. Uh, Telltale uh, season, Batman Season 1. Uh, do we have that one? Um, we have it on X. We have it on other things, but now we have it on PS4 as well. Okay. Psychopath Mandatory Happiness, which Anna's already beaten. Yeah, it was weird. Uncanny Valley. I don't know what that is. I've heard of it, at least. Sacred 3. I, I did oh, play Uncanny Valley. Uh, I, I played one playthrough of it. I can mm-hmm. tell you what it is if you're interested. What is it? Yeah. It's um. It's a real... Um, what's, uh, okay, wait a minute. Let me think. Um, it's a very pixelated uh, throwback. Um, like horror. Uh, survival horror, I guess. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you ever played... Nope. Um, Oh, yeah, she's yeah, out. Nope. Okay. You lost her. <laughs> you lost her. You said, said horror. Horror. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Uh, I'm done. Okay, I, I said horror, but is it? Did I lie? I might have lied. Um, it isn't. I didn't find it that scary. Well, okay, it's not horror really. It's more. Never mind. But you but play um, zombies. But you play. Oh, ew, no. There are nope. no. I said there are no zombies. Oh, I thought you said there are zombies. No, you don't. Not listening. I definitely noped on out of there. I, so there's it, it a dude driving a, of, a car, Anna. Um, this okay. is the scariest thing I've seen. Is a dude driving the car and it's snowy out. Oh, terrifying. If you, <laughs> if she's anything like me, cars, that... Wait, he's being chased by a taco. No, that guy's on fire. Okay. <laughs> What? Taco. Something weird. If she's happened. anything like me, it's that it gets in her head and it gives her bad nightmares, regardless of how scary it actually is. Mm. Oh, I lied. There's a zombie. I found a zombie at the very end <laughs> nope. of the trailer. So it is a like very non-threatening kind of zombie, Anna. But um, yeah. there's a oh, game from a few zombie. years ago called um, Lone Survivor that this reminds me of a lot. But there's other people he's talking to. Yeah, well, there's other people in Lone Survivor also. Well, just... That doesn't make sense. Okay. What's so that? you haven't played that, have you? You're just going off the title, Lone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's that TV show, <laughs> Last Man Alive, but he's not really the last man alive? And is he alive? Yes. Yeah, the, the guy, the last man on Earth or whatever, and yeah. then he's got two women, and there's another man at least. and Yeah. 
shows. That's the Zach Galifianakis one, right? Yes. I liked his idea where he went around in an RV and just stole a bunch of stuff, like Michael Jordan's jersey. And that's what I would do in the apocalypse. But um, I died. Uncanny Valley uh, ended when I died my first playthrough. And apparently that was not the good ending. So there is a way to, I didn't even get to probably more. I didn't even, I don't even think I got halfway through. Um, and it's not just like I died like in gameplay, like the story ended because I got killed in a, in a, like a cinematic story centric way. I don't know if that makes sense. Like you that was a bad choices. Ending. Yeah. It was a legit ending to the yeah. game. But so at some point I might go back through and try to get the, um, the full well, forget on Canny Valley. All right. We got sacred three here for the PS three. That's an RPG, right? I uh, heard that that game was awful. I heard that too. It's um, like an isometric hack and slash. And we have the book of unwritten tales too, which is an adventure game. And I hear it's really good. I've only played the first one, but I did like it. Yeah. So now you have the second one to play. All right. Yeah. Okay. We've accomplished things. Adventure cast. All righty. Jonathan Stringer. Yes. Are you a master of They Are Billions yet? No. I still haven't won. I thought I was going to win one game the other night. And uh, so the hordes that come get bigger and bigger. This is the real-time strategy where you're building up a base to defend against endless waves of zombies, and you have to survive a certain amount of time. No, they are endless. They do end after a certain day. Then you survive. Yeah. So you get to pick how many days you get. But um, no, I thought I was going to win. I had like some of the, the, the big Titan troops finally. I'd never gotten those before, and I had a pretty good base. My defenses are solid. And so what I do is I leave somewhat defenses um at each location because you expand your 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 base increases more to defend but you kind of get an idea where each wave comes from the same place in the map and it gets funneled the same way mm-hmm. and so what i do is i there's these these thanatos guys that kind of shoot these grenade or rocket launchers that explode and do really take out a lot of the waves that come at them so they're pretty good you set them behind the walls like four or five of them and it usually does the trick, but so I can But they move really slowly. So when a wave alert comes, I gotta grab them all, move them over to where I think they're gonna hit on the wall, and kind of set up my defenses. And I kind of rotate my little defense force around. Like, you know, every spot has walls and has a tower or two. It has some troops there to just fend off of the every now and then zombie that walks by. But I have this little revolving group I used for the the hot spots. Well. I had two pieces of wall, uh, kind of near each other, like on the north side, and then. So they've been when they come from the north or the west, they they always seem to funnel the same spot on the wall. So I beefed up that wall, and they came. Well, I guess the the horde was big enough to where it got to a point where it split off, and so half the horde came to that spot, and half of the horde came to the next wall spot. Uh oh! And catastrophic wall, wall failure. Yes, yes. And then when they start attacking all your buildings, it turns your your colonists into zombies. So it just like, and then your base is gone. <laughs> Yeah, so you'll spend like two hours on it, and then suddenly, up oh, you, you died. So it's very roguelike in that sense. There's no coming died back. Died of dysentery. Pretty, pretty died of zombitary. So I really haven't played much. That I went back to 
a game I used to talk about a lot, Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, they have some new operators, like three, four, three new operations the last time I played, trying them out. Played a couple nights with my brother, probably an hour or two each, but uh, my wife's anniversary and mine were, her 10 year anniversary was this week, so. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! So I didn't. The anniversary. So you had to do things that games. weren't video games. Exactly. Uh, what a lame anniversary. <laughs> not like how ours work. <laughs> well, she, she does play games, but. I don't think she plays games on the level. Anna plays games, but uh, she Very few she does. People do. <laughs> <laughs> she is a gamer, though. Some of the game stuff is she has a gaming computer. She's got the Switch downstairs. She beat the Mario Odyssey not too long ago. Has Yay. you know, so she's pretty in the game. She used to play WoW a lot with me, World of Warcraft, and. But otherwise, you know, I'm kind of boring this week. Not a lot of new stuff to talk about. Been been trying to perfect my their billions and and actually get a win. Yeah, it's fine but so far. Not nice. as boring as I've been this week. <laughs> Guess what I played? Uh oh, um, no. Sleep eleven. Final Fantasy eleven. Yeah, you got it right. Well, it does say it on the sheet. I too. know it says it on the sheet. I played a little bit of Xenoblade Chronicles before bed, or Xenoblade's whatever this is, the new one. But yeah, mostly Final Fantasy XI. Reconnected well, with a bunch of friends. Week. I was sick this week, and it was it was like the only thing I could do to just sit here and not feel bad. So I just sat here and played Eleven, which doesn't require much physical exertion. Had AGDQ on and just kind of recovered. So Anna you says do I the can't same play thing. it next week. You do the same thing my husband does when he's sick, where he just kind of binges in front of a game for 14 hours and then doesn't eat and then I come home from work and it's like do you want me to make you something yes (laughs) that part doesn't work for me I am the the not eating and then your wife bringing you food no I make the food sometimes but I had to get food too so this week when I was sick it was Um, okay I'm not complaining you offered before I started cooking mostly oh well I was sick and having McDonald's sounded good. Hey. <laughs> it's like McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. <laughs> like on the triangle. I'm in the McDonald's, yes. McDonald's, McDonald's part of the triangle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Though someday I'm going to take Anna through and get the black coffee just to say I did it. <laughs> I don't because their coffee sucks. It's not that great. Yeah, their coffee's terrible. You get um, it. No, when... it's not terrible. Um, the only time you get McDonald's coffee is when you're falling asleep on the way to your dad's yeah. place. Uh, it's still better than Tim Hortons. Oh, I know their coffee's not good. Yeah. Anna, what do you want from me, Chris? I know. Is that a is that divorce papers when you marry a Canadian? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but the coffee is bad at Tim Hortons. The donuts aren't bad at Tim Hortons. So so here's your here's your Dunkin' Donuts Tim Hortons comparison. Du- Dunkin' has better coffee. Tim Hortons has way better, like donuts and stuff. So Dunkin' Donuts are shit. They're not very good. They are awful. I had Dunkin' this morning. I beg to differ. Dunkin' Don Dunkin' Donut Dunkin' Donut Donuts are hot garbage. No, they're not hot. You need to go to Krispy Kreme they're for hot cold. donuts. I was gonna garbage. say, where did where's where's our stance on Krispy Kreme? I don't know. Only good when they're hot. Yeah. Otherwise, garbage. <laughs> but 
I mean, I, I'll take grocery store donuts. I mean, to me, a donut's a donut. But I'm also overweight, so that says a lot. Plebe. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, and with that, uh, Anna, I think we're down to you. Yeah. What have you been playing? I've been playing, so you know, no. No, you haven't. I've you have playing, not. You I've have been, very much not. I've been playing Trails of Cold Steel. You're a liar, and you're lying Yay! to us all. More Trails of Cold Steel too. Mm-hmm. All the Trails of Cold Steel too. And there's lots of it. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I'm now forty-ish hours in, and so I I've officially dubbed this, um. Cold Steel 2 Reen's Rescue Adventures. <laughs> okay. That's basically what I've been doing is rescuing people. Okay. That's a that's a thing to do. Yep. Do you have a service? Is it like the Pokemon um the Pokemon uh, Mystery Dungeon games where you're an adventure service and you rescue people? Mm, no. Not quite. Do you have a scarf? Um some of my people have oh. scarves. Right. Fee has a scarf. She's very cute. Mm-hmm. I think she's the one that I'm gonna pick. Sword for from my, Zelda. For my girl this time. Hmm. Oh, so she's best girl this time. Yeah, I think she's gonna be best girl this time. <laughs> Can and you go out with she's your? She's pretty awesome. Can I what? Go out with your cat? Uh, no. Oh, that's I don't think so. Anyways, I could go out with the princess. Oh. That sounds good. Is the princess a magical girl? Um, no, and she's also... Does she fly a mecha? No. Damn it. And forget her. Although, see, there was one You had moment... to think about it. You had to think about it, and I like that. So, there was one moment where I was having a moment with one of the girls in my class, and my Gundam totally ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That happens. So like the two of us were sitting in the cockpit and Valimar is like, are you okay? And both of us are like, yeah, why? And Valimar's like, I have detected elevated heart rates. Uh, so what you're saying is that your cockpit cock blocked you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, I, I'm sorry. That was too dirty for our show. <laughs> just deleting this episode it's never going out i think actually we have a title for the episode just own it (laughs) yeah so i'm i'm it's more trails of cold steel um if you liked the first game you will very much like the second game um, the relationships continue to develop. The storyline continues to develop. Um, so you're going to all of the same places, but you're going to them in a lot of different orders. You might go to them um, backwards. So like a, a lot of places you would go to them like um, road one, road two, road three. Sometimes you're being dumped into road two and then you go to road three and then road one. So they're, it's interesting that you're going to the same places, but they actually still make it feel really fresh because your objectives are really different and your motivations for going there are really different. Um, I feel like they're still doing a fairly good job of pacing. Um, 
although there is a lot of backtracking in what I'm doing right now. So it is lagging a little bit, which means I hope that I'm getting close to the end of the game. It does definitely feel like I'm getting close to the end of the game. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm still liking it. it. It's just tough to talk about because almost everything that I would talk about is a spoiler for the first game. <laughs> it is the problem. How do you like the combat system? Um, the, the, um, addition of overdrive, which is the one thing that they change, one major thing that they change between the first and second game is really cool. Um, mm -hmm. It definitely gives a new depth to the combat that I think the first game, it, it needed something. And I think that they did a good job picking that. And so for those who played the first game but haven't played the first game yet, or hadn't played the second game yet, um, as you sort of beat enemies, you fill up a secondary meter. Um, and once it's full, you can go into this overdrive mode where... Um, two characters that are bonded together um, get three back-to-back-to-back um, -back -to -back attacks um, that are guaranteed to be criticals if it's an attack or an art. Um, and I don't think they can miss either, which is really um, good because um, they definitely lowered the accuracy of physical attacks in the second game. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> Yeah, one of the big changes um, that they kind of stealth did is uh, they lowered accuracy of physical attacks and upped um, speed and efficacy of magic attacks. Um, and I I noticed that pretty much immediately. So that was that was good. That was definitely a needed change because. Um, by the time you got to the end of Trails of Cold Steel, it was basically like if you weren't using Laura and Fee, you were stupid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember using uh, buffs a lot more in the second game where you're, you're trying to use like the... I think they had the, still had the speed and accuracy buffs you could do, and they were a lot more important in the second game. Oh, yeah, I'm using buffs all the time now. I wasn't using them at all in the first game. Um, they also introduced this concept of lost arts, um, so there were special um, optional super bosses that I could do. Um, and once they've been defeated, they dropped um, this sort of special item. And um, each character, I think, can only equip one. They only get equipped to very specific spell slots. And um, you can only use them once per battle. Um, but they do an incredibly massive amount of damage and always do guaranteed debuffs to the enemy. So mm -hmm. they are crazy, crazy powerful magic attacks that uh, when used with, uh, combined with like a, a turn that is uh, like an arts zero buff, so casting your arts is free and instantaneous, um, totally changes um, the tempo of combat. And so they're, they make battles really, really interesting. <clears throat> All right, I got two other questions for you. Sure. I've been dying to ask. All right. So what do you think of Reen so far? Like, he, he tends to be kind of the whipping boy of, like, Falcom fandom. 
a lot of people don't like him because they think he's too bland. What? So I was curious what you thought. I, really I don't think like so. Green. That's I thought he's good. <laughs> but I mean, I also feel like the localization is really fantastic in these games. So mm -hmm. I wonder if he was more bland in like the Japanese translation or something. Maybe. I've always, well, I've always thought, I think maybe the problem is, is he, um, uh, he fails in comparison to like Estelle and some of the other leads in the game. Well, but see, I don't think he's supposed to be as like dominant because it's more of an ensemble cast and Cold Steel. Well, and for me, I, so I have two thoughts about that is one, I didn't play Trails in the Sky or I only played a finite amount of Trails in the Sky. So I don't have like this, you know, 150 hours of spicy Estelle in my mind when I'm playing this. <laughs> Yeah. Um, two, the thing that I actually really like is I actually don't mind Reen being slightly dialed back compared to the other characters because it's easier for me to insert myself into Reen when he's not a completely dominant personality. Yeah. And I mean, maybe I'm, you know, not maybe that sort of mindset isn't shared with other people, but that's the way that I feel. All right. So the other question I had for you is, has your experience with cold steel made you think about going back and playing sky and sky again? No, no, still no, no, no but it has <laughs> made me interested in Tokyo Xanadu, which is another Falcom game. Um, and yeah, I, I was about been, to ask about the connection there. Yeah, it's another Falcom game, and I've been watching Alex post screenshots of it, and yeah, it looks like it would be up my alley as well. It uses the exact same engine as Cold Steel, and I mean, it it takes a lot. I think there are even character models shared between the games. Like you'll <laughs> run into you'll run into characters from Cold, Cold Steel who look identical. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but it's it's action RPG instead of. Uh, turn-based yeah and that's fine i like action i yeah. like yeah. action rpgs I, yeah. I vaguely remember that the combat system was kind of interesting too yeah but i don't remember enough about it to talk about it <laughs> unfortunately that's one of my backlog games from last year i've still got that on sitting over there on vita to play what tokyo xanadu yeah no yeah. one of the falcom games i didn't get to <laughs> it, and it's out on um is it out now on console so it, or it's, it's out speed? on yeah. PS4? There's a Tokyo Xanadu yeah. EX Plus that's out on PS4. It's also on PC now. Yes, and PC. And then there's just Tokyo Xanadu or, you know, OG version that's available on uh, Vita. Yeah. And the, the new versions have kind of like some expanded bits between chapters and an extra epilogue or something like that. Yeah, and post game content. Yeah. That's my Trails of Cold Steel 2 update. I'm, I'm so glad you're liking it. <laughs> the things that I want to talk about are person. like the thing that I... So um, I have been sending uh, Josh DMs anytime that something like super crazy happens in the game because I don't want to like... I'm, I'm trying to keep my Twitter fairly <laughs> spoiler free because... Um, 
there are people that follow me that have only played some of the game and not all of the game. And so there, there was a major storyline event that happened last night. And I like sent him several messages with many, many curse words in it last night. <laughs> yeah. Every couple of days I'm getting one of these. Oh my God. I can't believe this happened. Yes. <laughs> that, that game does the, 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 the big reveals pretty well, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> and they are very good at making you hate someone. Oh yeah. Several people. There there's some good bad guys in the in that game, in Cold Steel especially. I, I also think they do a really fascinating job about making like I want to hate. There's a bad guy that I want to hate and I can't. Mm-hmm. Because he's He's just, he's nice. He's mm-hmm. not, he's not all bad. <laughs> they, they do a really good job of making their characters three-dimensional and giving them yes. kind of realistic reasons. Even if they're, even for most of the bad guys, you kind of understand where they're coming from, even if you don't agree with them and, you know, they're evil. Except that they're, one they're guy. Not... Screw him well, well, and his yeah, fur. Well. <laughs> oh, boy. And his Crimpy little furry freaking collar. Okay. <laughs> Tell us how guy. you really feel. Screw that guy and his peacock feathers and his primpy little furry collar. Are we run. talking about Kafka? I don't know anymore. <laughs> no. Well, he's a clown. All right. She, so she's that's... talking about Duke Cayenne for the people who are, you know, <sighs> who, I don't know if that's spoiled. Hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 a jerk. Sorry for, for, you know, going off on a trails tangent, Chris. That's okay. You really got, guys got me really wanting to play this. It's like listening to someone talk about Game of Thrones. I don't really know what just happened. I'm kind of confused. play Trails of Cold One of us. Go play Okay, you can. No, that's quite enough. We can We can stop that. No, no. We can stop the podcast now so we can go play Trails, Trails of Cold, of Cold Steel. Steel. Yeah! <laughs> well, anyway, we got to do the news first. <laughs> What's our first news story? Beep, beep, beep. Oh, crap, my computer turned off. Your computer turned <laughs> off. Good job, Anna. First off, we've got um, Ambition of the Slimes coming to the Switch. What is Ambition of the Slimes? Good question. I don't really know. It's a Switch game. <laughs> it was it's a circle game. Announced by Fly High Works. Made by Circle, apparently. I don't know what Circle is. No, localized by Circle. Localized they do all the little eShop stuff. Oh, all of it. All right. Well, not all of it. They did, uh, oh, crap, Mercenary Saga. They, they they put out tons of stuff on eShop, usually with a questionable machine-translated uh, localization. Oh, my favorite kind. But they do some cute games. Mm-hmm. So this one's like a tactics game. Yeah. Looks like the slimes take over characters and then use the characters to fight against other people, like mind control or something. Are you the slimes or are you not the slimes? You're the slimes. Okay. You're the slimes. slimes. Okay. So you're going to go. Okay. Also, Fly High announced this week that they're opening a North American office. Hmm. 
So they they may not be relying on Circle Entertainment for much longer. Hmm. Alrighty. Uh, that'll be five bucks coming out January 18th. It's also out on like iOS and 3DS. Yeah, I mean, that's that's Fly High's <laughs> thing is like they make quaint little iOS Android games. And then in the past, Circle Entertainment has ported them to other um, systems for them and then questionably localized them and put them out in North America. <laughs> Oh, How did someone delightful. else make the same joke while I was gone or something? No. Okay. No, no. Just... Okay. Oh, I know we're not on the what are we playing anymore, but I had a question for Chris. Uh-oh. What? Didn't I, I heard you say recently you were going to play um, Shadow of War. Yeah, haven't gotten around to it. I'm surprised you were going to play that. Why? I kind of thought the consensus when we talked about it was it was evil. Why is it evil? Because it charges Loot for boxes. orc boxes. Yes. Listen, it charges for orc boxes. You forgot the fa- you forgot about the fact that I did you not listen to me? I played that Star no, Wars uh, game. Probably the answer is no. I didn't. I listen played to the me. Star yeah. Wars Battlefront two, and I enjoyed it because it had Luke and R two D two and lightsaber sound effects. I didn't even care how bad the story was. So it's kind of going to be the same place with the Lord of the Rings game. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Battlefront 2's DLC model kind of completely overshadowed all the controversy. Overshadowed controversy. award? Yeah. No? The controversy Wait. with that games. So, there's that. Yeah. Let's see where that goes. So, yeah, it I'll helps probably... That I wasn't, like, it helps that I wasn't... Um... I guess amazed by Shadow of Mordor, so I probably wouldn't play Shadow of War regardless. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's where I'm coming from. And also, how dare you? Sorry, <laughs> Anna. No, I he- forgive you. I don't care. <laughs> here's news for a new Vita game that I'll never play. Baroque Decay has been busy releasing the Count Lucanor on the Nintendo Switch and PS4, but it's found time to put it on the Vita. It's $15. I don't know what it is. It's yeah, a throwback it's just... adventure title to the 8 and 16-bit areas. Why yeah. don't you want to play it? Cuz it's a horror game. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. The indie horror fantasy adventure. Oh. <laughs> Did hey, we have a review, three and a half out of five. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not a bad game. There's like it's a naked dude me. getting gold by a fountain. This is great. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in that game. Playism has put out a game called Artifact Adventure Gaiden. Um Yeah, for PC, it's ten bucks. It is an action RPG with emulates Game Boy graphics, but looks to be a much higher frame rate and resolution. <laughs> and uh, it looks a, like it yeah. looks like Zelda 2 and the Bump era Ease games had a Game Boy baby. Mm. That's, yeah. And it's a NES style Artifact Adventure, which was released. Oh, it's a sequel to the NES style Artifact Adventure, which came out in 2015. So, first NES, then fake Game Boy, and then uh, who knows what's next? SNES, maybe? I don't know. Game Boy Color? I don't know. Let's see. I don't know if this is any good either. So, But that's out there now if you want to check it out. Um, Ganbare Super Strikers Soccer Tactical RPG. No, it's not, um, it's not Stand Up, Stand Up, We Like Football. It's, it's a, it's a new soccer game. Uh, Inazuma 11 was the one I was trying to think of. So, Ganbare Super Strikers. What are you 
Stand up, stand up, because we like football. You remember, Anna? If you, you don't forget. Stand that. up, stand up, if you like football. I, does do the words really matter that much? Um, yeah. When you're I got the important to, to stand up, stand up, and we're talking about football. Listen, I got key words here. Just come with me. In Ganbare Super Strikers, a combination of tactical <laughs> RPG and soccer, uh, you get to play a t- combination of tactical RPG and soccer. That's, that's all I really know. Fantastic. <laughs> it's coming okay, out. Okay, I take it back. Yeah. That, that's that's officially the strangest combination. Not the building uh, RPG, but this one. Okay. Um, it's coming out uh, PC and Mac quarter two, 2018. And you can check that out. Uh, early access right now on itch.io for $5. Hey, EZ8's patch came out. No, it's coming no, out. No, Okay. Why don't you tell me, since you all know better? It's coming out on January 30th um, for all consoles. And that is the same day that the PC version is also coming out. Okay, so the PC version got delayed, probably because they figured out they're going to do a Switch version. And so now we get everything. Well, right? The PC version got delayed because it had issues that they had to get Durante to fix. Sure. <laughs> I don't believe anything. It's just a little too convenient here. All right. right. And I thought Durante worked for them. Wait, Uh, no, he worked for... I don't know who he works for. He's a freelancer. No, I thought he works at Exceed now. No, he's just a freelancer. He's a guy that fixes computer games for companies that can't fix their computer games. He did the Cold Steel port on PC. But he's just freelancing, as far as I know. All righty. Easy. Good for him for making a job out of... uh, Fixing other people's broken crap. Apparently, a lot of Falcom crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that's uh, yeah, and all the hmm. Okay, so the PC version will come out January thirtieth. Have the localization patch that's also going to come to PS4 and Vita on the same day. And later in the week, we learn about a Switch version. So yep. we'll get to that story later. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the Switch version was part of that. But whatever. Yes. I mean, in hindsight being 2020, it makes sense that they have now put this this much effort into it because they were also going to put out a Switch version. All right. Spearhead Games is bringing out Omen Sight. O-M-E-N-S-I-G-H-T. Thirty people made stories, The Path of Destinies, which is a really cool game that was free on PS4 for a while, so you should go try that if you have it on your PS Plus collection. Um, but anyway, Omen Sight, players control the Harbinger, a warrior existing outside of time who is foreseeing the destruction of a land called Aralia. Summoned to avert the disaster, um, he shows up at key points and times, identifying important characters, events, choices, potentially intervening, change the course of history. So this is Quantum Leap the RPG. Cool. Right? <laughs> the developer really revealed various names attached to the game, including voice acting from Breath of the Wild um, and We Happy Few, a writing team from Stories of Path of Destinies and The Holder's Dominion, and Chris Avalone uh, of, like, all the all the games. Chris Avalone does all the games. All right. So, um, let's see. Omen Sight is being developed for PC. It's come out sometime in 2018. It's being shown off right now at PAX South, which is happening this weekend that nobody realizes is happening because of, you know, AGDQ still going on. Um, and there's a bear and a mouse guy and an eagle dude 
and I don't know. And then they're monsters. And I have no idea what's happening. It's just an announcement trailer. So hopefully if you're at the show, you get to see, yeah, you do get the playable version. So maybe you can explain to us what's going on. Omen Sight. Sounds interesting. It does sound interesting. It's a weird way to announce that they should show some gameplay, but given what they've done in the past, I think it'll be interesting. Okay. Um, multiple, okay, so then the Switch Direct happened. So there's a mini Nintendo Direct that's been rumored for, like, I think a, a decade at this point. And then we finally got real close to it, and Nintendo started trolling people on Twitter. Um, and it turns out they wanted to announce a new Dark Souls Remastered coming to Switch. Praise the sun! There you go. And uh, apparently they're going to release that for PC as well, and uh, if and PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, and on PC, it looks like if you have the first one, you get like half off the new one or something like that. So Dark Souls Remasters, that's coming. That was their big thing. They announced DLC for Mario and Rabbids, which is not out yet. Uh, Ease 8, Lacrimosa of Dawn has come to Switch. Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. Uh, uh, Anna, you want to play Hyrule Warriors again? Mm. This has all the DLC. Mm. And Link and Zelda outfits from Breath of the Wild. And local two-player split screen. Mm. <laughs> not to, not sold on it yet. Uh, I, and the, I am mildly sold on it and kind of right. glad I waited. Because that looks interesting. <laughs> um, let's see. And then... Oh, right. The World Ends With You is coming out again. Yay! This time on the Switch. Yay! <laughs> now, for the first time ever, you can play it with a controller. <laughs> Yay. Instead of a D-pad and touchscreen combo or a touchscreen only version or whatever. Well, well, there is a caveat. They, they said you play it with Joy-Cons, so that sounds suspiciously like motion controls. Oh. So we'll see how that goes. See how that goes? Yeah. I do got to say I am mildly annoyed that they're charging 60 bucks for this. Why? <laughs> It has, like, the entire seventh chapter that they have been promising since the game came out. I know. It's just weird that a a 10-year-old game game that was originally 40 at release is going to be a full $60 game. I just kind of think it should have been a little bit cheaper. Okay. Isn't isn't Nintendo publishing this and not Square Enix? I thought I saw that. Yep. Well, that'll happen for big games. Nintendo will want to do it if they're going to do the marketing and stuff. Yeah. It's usually a good thing. It means they're going to spend means money. Square Enix is lazy. No, no. They don't get I think Nintendo gets right of first refusal for publishing everything, don't they? No. They can kind of choose to come in and say, "Yeah, we're going to publish this." No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I really did. Anna says, "No, you're silly." If Nintendo wanted to publish a Harvest Moon game, they would totally do it. They've distributed for us before. Yeah. So I'm just saying. All right. Well, whatever. Anyway, so Nintendo's publishing this. Um, You can look forward to that, meaning that there will be a lot of marketing. And um, still no word on, you know, how purists will feel about the fact that, you know, you don't have to watch two screens at the same time. You didn't have I mean, to in the DS game. Yeah, I just let the top screen do all the work. 
<laughs> really? Yeah, I played this. Yeah. I've explained. Well, I mean, I have tried to explain you, this to him a couple times, and he just doesn't doesn't understand how. I thought that was the whole control. point of this game. No. No. Okay. Well, how did the iPad version work? One I mean, screen. they did a version for that, huh? Yeah, one screen. Yeah, he watched me play it. I didn't know what was going on. There's a lot of arrows and stuff. I don't get it. <laughs> you watched me play it. I have no idea. Anna, I'm looking at a video of gameplay of the DS version. I and it is I have no idea. And I had no idea how you were playing the, the other one. I just know that World Ends With You happens. People have really good fashion sense. They like to listen to music. And um, the world's going to end with you. I don't know very much about this game. If you haven't figured that out. so Just right. wait until we introduce you to the concept of pigs. Okay. Well, uh, Dunge Darkest Dungeons coming to the Switch next week. So if you want uh, some some roguelike dungeon... Well, not dungeon crawling, but roguelike dungeon exploration. I don't know what you want to call that. <laughs> it's coming uh, January 18th for 25 bucks, and they're going to have DLC available. Uh, this is the DLC for the game. The Crimson Court for 10 bucks, and the Shield Breaker for 4 bucks. So, By the way, Devolver... I, this isn't RPG related, but Devolver Digital announced the best thing ever on Friday. Oh? Yes. So genital jousting is coming out of early access. Oh. Mm. And yes, that was the term that they used. Mm-hmm. And they announced that they are selling a um, a penis, a plushy penis that is dressed in a polka dot dress. On the Switch? No. So no, why is this coming up right now? What does this have to do with our show? Because we're talking about Devolver Digital. We are? Darkest Dungeon. Oh, they're doing that? Yes. Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy XII is coming to PC. <laughs> But, but penis nope. plushie. No, nope, I'm moving right on. No, penis yep. plushie. Nope, moving on. Uh, it's coming out on February 1st, 2018. And uh, in addition to all the PS4 enhancements, the PC version will also add ultra-wide and multiple monitor support. Uh, new game plus, new game minus modes accessible from the start of the game. Wait, new game minus? Yeah, you start at level one and can gain no experience. What? <laughs> oh, that's for the speedrunners. Who want to do low low percent? All right. Um, let's see. Original, reorchestrated, and soundtrack music options. Wait, what? I think that was mistyped. Unless there are three, but no, okay. There's three. Original, reorchestrated, and soundtrack. Yeah. Wouldn't that be original and reorchestrated soundtrack options? No. No. Okay. I only remember there so being two in the original and uh, the soundtrack PS4 release. <laughs> I don't know what soundtrack corresponds to there. All right. Max license gil points and gill options so you can cheat. And I'm sure it'll be a billion dollars on Steam. But uh... No, 10% off at launch discount. Oh, so 10% off a billion dollars at launch. And let's see. There's a collector's edition exclusively through <laughs> their online store. That's $150. Similar content to the expensive PS4 code. Edition. Yeah. Well, uh, you get... You get physical stuff. So it's physical. All right. You get five Judge Magister busts, six art cards, a collector's box, and a special steel book. Though the copy of the game included is digital. Yeah, people were complaining <laughs> about that on our Facebook. What do they want? Who uses discs for installing games? I don't know, but people were actually complaining. My laptop about that doesn't even have Facebook. a drive. What am I going to do with a disc? <laughs> 
I can't even plug in a normal USB key. I need a dongle for that. All right, a remaster of the PS2 title, Final Fantasy XII, Zodiac Age. Yeah, okay, that's just telling us what the game is. Sorry. Yeah, so that's uh, Final Fantasy XII coming to PC, the definitive edition, and you can hack it to high heck, just built in, and of course, Cheat Engine is there for you, and maybe I'll wait for this to go on Steam sale and have some fun with it. Um, so yep, I should I should sell that PS4 copy that I never got around to opening. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I still need to play my PS4 copy. I'm more, way more likely to play it on PS4. Zvi, the Argus Adventure, is coming out in January. That is a Falcom game that Anne is not interested in for yep. some reason. Uh, it is uh, available. It's not very RPG. January 24th, it- it'll be out. It's available for purchase through Steam GOG Humble Store for 20 bucks. It is the predecessor of Zvi, the Ilvard Insurrection. Which was okay, and um, it's it's reintegrating feature from the original PC version that removed in its console version, including the Ease theme typing tutor mini game. Oh my gosh, a block puzzle mini game and a virtual pet system and other unlockable content. Is this game? What is this game? Is it any good? Why does an animal it's want to a, play it? It's a 2001 PC game, so it's old. Okay, <laughs> but it, it's got a nice art but, style. It, it does. All the Falcom stuff does. I'm probably going to pick it up. I, I hadn't decided if I'm going to pick it up when it's new or I'm going to wait till it gets a little cheaper. But I really like the uh, the second one that came out, mm-hmm. whatever it was, three or four months ago. The Ilvert Insurrection or whatever? Yeah, the Ilvert Insurrection. So now you get to play them out of order. RPG. Yep, get to play them out of order, which is extra weird. There's because a kitty the, uh, cat main... who follows you around. Yep. Uh-huh, Annie, you, you have can to play it. this. No. My interest just got piqued. There was a kitty cat in the second one, too. You can have a cat that follows you around and attacks stuff for you. And there's a character in your party who's got a big wolf tail, it looks like. And that's like it. I don't know why he has a wolf tail, but okay. <laughs> oh, you could choose your pet. You can have a cat, four different t- looking cats, and four different looking dogs. Mm-hmm. So choose which one you want. And I'll follow okay. you around and pick stuff up. Oh, and one of them's orange, sold. Done. <laughs> and there's like a thing in the corner that shows the cat's mood, I guess, and it's like turn spinning around when it's happy, and I don't know what's going on. So your cat tells you things. It looks like, and you feed it fish, or at least <laughs> it has fish icons under its portrait, which looks like you. Feed. And you play Tetris. What is going on in this game? Anna, it has some weird game. mini games. <laughs> this is PC only, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, PC only. Weird. I. Th- I think it had like a PS1 or PS2 it port had, back it in the had day. A PSP port, I thought. PSP oh, right. Yeah, port. they did yeah, mention yeah. A, P- a console version that they're adding features back. So this is the one to get because it has a little weird yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll at least put it on my Steam wish list. But I'm, I'm just thinking about how this game is like the first game, but the second one got localized. That happened with this guy in La Pucelle Tactics back so in the day. The reason that that happened is they actually secured the license for both at the same time, but because okay. there was a significant amount of work to do to get the first one working correctly and get all the content re-entered, um, they didn't want to hold the second one until the first one was complete. Ah, uh, It's just always funny to me when that happens. Or if you're conspiratorial minded, the second one was kind of held in higher regard than the first game was. <laughs> so going back to E3, we uh, uh, Harry saw a game called Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. 
I and, saw it at PAX. Oh, you saw it at PAX? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe this didn't happen at E3. Well, I don't know. He wrote something up, and you saw it at PAX. Yeah, it did happen at E3 also. Okay. And uh, this is a narrative adventure RPG, but the gameplay, I don't really get how it works. So let's see where the Both RPG stuff comes in. Both times that they showed it to us, yeah. they weren't really showing off um, the how RPG. the gameplay worked. Okay. So... <laughs> We are still a little in the dark on how the RPG works into it, but they have been very insistent that it is an RPG. And apparently Sting, like the guy from the police, is involved. Yeah, that was like, what? <laughs> He's one of the voice actors. Okay. But my biggest wah of the week is Detective Pikachu the game is out. Ooh! No, or, it's, it's not. Coming it's coming out. out. It, was it was announced to come out. So yeah. Detective Pikachu 2 was announced for Japan. And, and the Detective Pikachu, Pikachu, the movie, won. was announced back in December for the U.S. And now Detective Pikachu, the game, is coming March 23rd, 2018. For North America. And they announced a Detective Pikachu amiibo. Giant Chew! <laughs> He's huge. Huge Chew! It's a very large amiibo. Large Chew. Um, are, are you getting that uh, Pikachu 2DS? No. Yeah. They also announced a, a Pikachu 2DS. I will be getting that amiibo if I can. That 2DS is adorable. How wow. does everybody feel about Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu? It's not Danny DeVito. Send him back. <laughs> All I want is Danny DeVito for this guy. So I look forward to the ROM hack where people take the movie My Cousin Vinny and put lines from that into this game and make it perfect. I, I think. What internet. if, what if it was Ryan Reynolds doing a Denny DeVito impression? I, I mean, it it depends. Is it as good as like the guy who did the Bill Murray impression for the Garfield cartoon? Because if so, okay, we'll see how it goes. <sighs> I want DeVito. The dreams must live on. That's all I'm saying. All right. We'll let you know in March if that game's any good. <laughs> Stellaris is getting an expansion. This is exciting if you play Stellaris. Not really an RPG. More of a 4X game, but all right. Um, do we cover Stellaris or something? Why is this in here? Alice isn't here this week to talk about it. Yeah. She'd probably be very excited. They're adding like um, Death Star type weapons to the game. And there's like multiple. One that destroy worlds. One that literally puts an impenetrable shield around worlds that basically take it out of play for the rest of the campaign um there's super there's ones that convert all um living matter on a planet to cyborgs and join your robot empire there's ones that eliminate all robots on a planet and promote and yeah it's it's all cool (laughs) so there's giant robot apocalyptic weapons that you can build that do things and uh yeah so that's an expansion for that Fallen Legion Plus is now on Steam. We've been talking about this a while. This is the one that was a different version on PS4 and Vita. Now this one has both. It's on Steam. It's $24 right now, 28 or 30 normally. Um, you can check that out. And Isn't it eventually coming to Switch too? I, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think so. We've probably said that too. I don't know. <laughs> Everything is. Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet reveals its opening, so you can watch the movie on our site. And... They've got digital editions coming. Uh, what do you get? 
does anyone care? You get costumes and a shiny assault rifle and a season pass if you get like the digital deluxe edition. The PC version will only have one single digital edition, but the contents will depend on the amount of pre-orders received. So the more pre-orders, the more stuff's unlocked. <laughs> including a copy of Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment. Uh, if you get to the full level. All right. Well, yeah, Bandai right. Namco tried this with like a Tales of game on Steam and people lost their damn No, that minds. was Square Enix with Deus Ex. No, there well, was they, also a Tales of game that Well, the, this. the big one that caused like the big hubbub was the Deus Ex sequel. They had to totally remarket how they were doing that. No, no, no. That was like 8 trillion pre-order bonuses at 8 trillion locations. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I remember both of these conversations very distinctly. <laughs> so you're both not wrong. Like Square Enix had to cancel their pre-order thing. So, but uh, you're right. There's a lot of other games where they did what you're saying, Anna. And apparently you're right that this other game, what game? So the Bandai Namco the, game? It was one of the Tales of games where they were like, yeah, if we hit like uh, half a million pre-orders, we'll just give you this Tales of game. And people lost their minds. There you go. Uh, if you're tired of losing your mind and you want to go back to simpler times, take part in our backlog in the year. That's right. Backlog in the year. Chris has gotten so good at introducing his topics like that. Yeah, have I? All right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what backlog in the year is. <laughs> Well, if you read it, you would know it's that <laughs> Sam Marcello is trying to knock things out of her well, backlog. For yeah, that's. Year. I thought like we did a thing where we have people play with us, and I yes. just got confused. You are entirely. Is able there a thread or something? That. Yes, okay. it is in the forums. Mm. All right, go to the forums. It's in. Is it in latest updates or somewhere else? Staff. Blogs. Staff review blogs, and you could do your own ba- backlog. <laughs> so here's what Nix is doing. She's playing Bravely Default Fine Fairy. Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy XV, Galaxy of Pen and Paper, Okage, Shadow King, Penny Arcades, and the Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness um, 4. Rogue Galaxy. Chris. What? She's not playing all of those. Oh. Well, she's going to try and get them all. Yeah. Rogue Galaxy and Legend Heroes Trails of Cold Steel. So if one of those really stands out to you, you should vote for them. Oh, yeah, to give her encouragement of what to play. Um... Smack D, pun in the thread, he's going to look like he's going to try and play some Etrian Odyssey games, Final Fantasy Tactics A2, Kingdom of Amalur, Reckoning, Lightning Returns. We'll see where that goes. You can put on your goal list, see what you get through. Pascal seems to have some 2017 games he needs to get through, so maybe you can jump in on this, Pascal. I might need to jump in on this myself. Yeah. I have a pile <laughs> of stuff I want to finish. Yep, I'm. I think that this year I'm going to be focusing a lot on games that didn't come out this year. No, that's what you did last year. No, I didn't. Yes, I focused you... on Vita last year, which was mostly games that didn't come out last no, year. No, and I played a bunch of new games last year. Anna, you played so many games. Both statements can be true. Yes. <laughs> that's what's not fair about how many games you get through. Yeah, this year I want to focus on games that didn't come Give out. Give people your 2017 numbers. How many games did you get through in 2017? Hang on. Let me pull up my Twitter. She knows. No, I just, I have a pinned tweet. Let's see, I, let me pull up my game list too, because I had to consult that for the game of All the right. year. I played 43 games. I completed 34 of them. 
I played 25 Vita games and I finished 19 of them. How many games did you finish total? I played 43 games and I completed 34. Of them. 34. Okay. I finished 32 games last year. She beat you. My wife's better than you. Well, she she also has more downtime at her job than I do. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. <laughs> Pascal put up a review of Monster Hunter Stories. Good for, good job, dude. You finished. You got the review up. So you can go read that now. See what Pascal think. Think about it. What he thanked about it. What he think. What he thought. That's the word I wanted. Very tired. Had a bad night last night. If it's less than five out of five, we're not friends anymore. Hey, there we go. Sorry. Hey, Pascal. He probably talked. It is is less than five out of five. Less than five out of five. Unfriended. Unfriended. No, I'm I'm just teasing. (laughs) (sighs) Time for our feedback. Our question of the week last week was, um, what are your New Year's game goals for 2018? So first up, Jason Ariola said, I made a list of games that came out 5, 10, 15, etc. years ago that I'm interested in playing. Want to get through two of them a month to write about. And I started The Witcher 3 as my in-between game, so I hope to finish that sometime too. Yeah, so wow. uh, Jason writes for Games and Junk. And hang on, let me make sure that I get the website right. Uh, Gamesandjunk.net. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, and over here we have... Oh, that's the wrong tab. Lord Goldbez on the forum says, My New Year's goals basically concern games from last year or even earlier years. So all of you are backlogging. So all you should be in that thread. Okay, I'm not sure if there are any games I'm aware of yet that I'm excited for coming this year. Working on Zelda now. Still have to get back to Trials of Cold Steel. Might wait until they all come out and knock them out one after another. But I might just finish up the first one when I get finish the first up when i get a chance probably will want to play super mario odyssey i do want to circle back to persona 5 to max out confidants complete the compendium and other things i want to finish memories of salsetta i guess that's a game that's decent but i could live without finishing it and i'm interested in the secret of mana remake that's all i really know for 2018 the problem is 2017 was so dense with good games Mm -hmm. that it's hard not to uh, just want to play 2017 yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, who who could have gotten to all of them? So pretty much the whole year is already devoted to that. I mean, even I, your viewers were complaining in, that they were struggling to keep up. Yeah, and I mean, that and it includes a whole new uh, console on top of everything mm-hmm. else. I With have its played games. nothing Switch, yeah, and has a lot of Switch to play. If, really? if I mean, so I could much... literally dedicate my entire year and and like forty games. We own at least twenty Switch games. No, we don't. Uh, I bet you we do. Okay. But there's no way your whole year would be on the Switch. I bet you I could make a an entire year of 2017 Switch games. No. It's I bet out- you couldn't. Oh. Nope. Uh, you would not be interested in all the Switch games enough to do it. Unless you're going to play a bunch of Breath of the Wild, no way. I do want to play Breath of the Wild. Okay. We'll see. I could probably make a whole year out of my Christmas pile alone. That's how many yeah, that's RPGs I got for Christmas. Yeah. All right. Guys, blast from the past. Legendary Zoltan wrote on the forum, said, Hey, long time no see, Chris, guys. My game goal for 2018 is to play a bunch of SNES RPGs that I have never played before. 
I've already finished Super Mario RPG and Dragon Quest, the SNES remake. I'm currently finally playing Final Fantasy IV. No spoilers, please. I've been comparing it to Final Fantasy VI in my mind the entire time I've been playing it. But finally something happened in the story that's crazy enough to really get immersed. The graphics suck, though. <laughs> wow, I like his... Uh... I like his accent you gave. I like him. that. Yeah. You, I like that you impersonate. I was trying. Yeah. I'm trying it's to. Like, it's like it's like he was really here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got a um a classic over the the holidays, so I'll be playing some old um RPGs I've never played. Also. Ooh, Ooh are you gonna mod it? Mm, no. Well, I mean, no plans for it. No. Uh. Even even just with what's on there, I I've never played uh, Mario RPG. I've never played Secret of Mana. Um, not, I can't remember everything else on there right now, but that's enough already. Last week, my husband and I actually saw a classic, like three classics at Best Buy. I so mean, they're they, start- they were committed yeah, to getting the, more out. So, well, with the holidays being over, I think it's going to be easier to grab them. I hope so. All right, Shaman says. Try to keep my Fire Emblem's hero spending at its current level, which is currently $6 actual cash plus $100 in credit from my carrier when I upgraded my phone. That's what he's actually spent in total, and he doesn't want to spend any more. So he's spent $6 of real money. Okay. Goal two, finish Xenoblade 2. And uh, that's it. <laughs> okay. There you go, Shaman. Uh, Strawberry Egg says my utmost gaming goal this year is a simple one. Play and beat at least 10 games. I spent so little time playing games last year, it's kind of embarrassing. Another goal would be to finish Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp FE. A loft- Such a good game. A loftier goal would be to finish um, TMS. What's TMS? Uh, Tokyo Mirage Tokyo Session. Mirage Tokyo Mirage Session. Mirage. Oh, and just, Xenoblade. just talked about it. Okay, and Xenoblade 2, before Fire Emblem Switch and the World Ends With You final remix are released. Whew. Beating either or both of these before 2019 would be great as well. JC Servant says, being the retro gamer that I am, I plan to continue my Greg Dragon Quest trek this year, knocking out two more games in the series. I'm also firing up Romancing Saga 2, which recently dropped on the Switch. My modern game guilty pleasure of 2018, Monster Hunter Worlds, will consume my PS4 time. Kitties for the win! You can you have a cat companion in that game. Okay, Victor says, number one. New Year's video game goal. Complete each of the seven different possible World of Warcraft Mage Tower solo challenges before the next WoW expansions trivializes them and removes their reward. This involves playing three characters since each character can only attempt three. I've gotten two challenges down so far. I have no idea what any of that's about, but um, good on you. Yeah, you have have fun with that (laughs) because I can't. (laughs) You don't like doing those? It's a very hard solo boss challenge, oh. and I am like, what's my item level? I'm like item level 930, and I can't do it. Mm. So I don't know if you have to be like mythically geared to even have a chance, but no, I don't want to put that much effort into a weapon that might or might not go away next expansion anyway. Is this only for mages? Or is no. This... no, it's oh. for anybody. It's just a, you're... It, unlocks uh, an appearance for your artifact weapon oh, and okay. they've said that artifacts are going to be going away before right. the new expansion comes out anyway yeah so what's the point all right 
Number two video game goal. Play through my Switch and PS4 backlog. Number three. Try not to spend too much money buying new games that I won't get around to playing until 2019 or later. It'll happen anyway, but 2018's a good year to slow it down. As an avid wild pet battler, I know exactly which battles Kelly was talking about when she said that the only way to get certain wild pet battle achievements is to bring the specific team and pray for good RNG. More more specifically, it's bring the specific team, follow a guide step-by-step, and pray for good RNG. In my opinion, the people who created those step-by-step guides for certain atrocious wild achievement pet battles deserve to be honored as video game saints. Those guys were the only way I could get the achievement. It took about 10 to 15 minutes per problematic pet battle to get favorable RNG. 95% of the wild achievement pet battles aren't that bad. It's the awful 5% that kind of ruins it. I suspect the pet battles technically were beta tested, but tag not a bug or will not fix by the development team since they're busy working on the next expansion. Well, that's always true. But all right. <laughs> I'm glad someone else feels my pain. Yeah, just, I think he does. <laughs> I'm just going to wait and see if more pets that come out that can handle these teams. Right. Well, he that. says there's guides you can follow, so maybe that'll... Oh, there, there, there's guides. I'm just, I'm not going to sit around for an hour waiting for... It's 15 perfect... minutes. 15 minutes. I, I've seen some of them say that they take, like, 85 tries. <laughs> Budai on the forum says, Xenoblade 2, I also had mixed feelings on. Talking about the Xenoblade 2 up and down that Kelly and I have been experiencing. Sometime I was in love with it, but also became frustrated with the battles at times. For a large chunk of the game, I don't think the damage output is as easy as it becomes later. You really need a few elemental bursts and a full party gauge to win battles in a timely manner. This becomes easier late game and very fulfilling on the big bosses but there were sections where I was avoiding common mobs just because I didn't want to do the whole motions over and over. It's a beautiful flowing battle system when it works, but for a lot of the game, it's like trying to get the planets to align and becomes too involving and repetitive for just the small battles. Also, you're in trouble if the end game bosses survive your party gauge combo because bosses become harder the lower the HP they are. So if they survive with 5-10% to 10% HP, they will use strong attacks that can wipe you out. And now you can't revive because you used your gauge. So you must restart the battle if your main character drops and the AI can't heal. But in the end, I played it on godly amount of hours and beat it with zero regrets and will have fond memories of it, I'm sure. Long post, but I had to get that out. Well, we're glad we could hear it, be here for you, but I, so. Finally, I'm so excited about this one, Anna. Someone texted us. Jay Stringer, we have a question for you that came in through our Google Voice. So they texted us and they said, yeah, Jonathan, what system do you play seven days? I play it on PC. Plays it on PC. Now there's a question for everyone else. In a divorce, who gets control of the plushies and does the other get visiting rights? (laughs) And (laughs) what? (laughs) I I don't know. I mean... Probably the person who cares. (laughs) You know, I think that's in reference to uh, a famous court case where somebody got divorced and they had to divide the Beanie Baby collection. Oh, yeah? And that that was a thing. Did they have visitation rights for the Beanie Babies? I I don't know. Anna, do you Uh, get visitation rights for the plushies after a divorce? Is that how that works? No. Okay. Interesting. Chris isn't going to visit the the plushy penis. No, not going. <laughs> not interested. 
this is why I'm glad I have a husband that just gives no craps about my toys and collectibles. So I think we're good there. Wait, you're planning for a divorce already? <laughs> no! <laughs> I think you might want to rephrase that. All right. Anna, you might like certain things in Seven Days to Die as you can make a farm to grow your own food. Um... No, I don't think that's true. <laughs> you plant your own food. It's it's like uh, it's really like Minecraft mixed with defending against waves of zombies. <laughs> zombies, no nope. hard pass. <laughs> Are you gonna play Dragon Quest Builders, Anna? On Switch? Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. Well, if you want to give us feedback for our question of the week, which is, uh, I don't know, we didn't think of one. Um, <laughs> how awesome is Detective Pikachu? Okay. <laughs> Who's your who, who did you want to do the voice for Detective Pikachu? There you go. Or just who you like his video game voices in general cuz mm-hmm. I was I was severely disappointed in Advent Children when Dennis Leary wasn't Sid cuz that's the voice I always had in my mind. Mm. <laughs> and also Mr. T should have been Barrett. If you want to leave us feedback, there's three ways to do it. Podcast.rpgamer.com. You can call or text us at 608-729-4098. And, uh, of course, you can go to the forums at forums.rpgamer.com. In the latest update section, there will be a uh, show thread, and you can post your response right in there. All right, this week, RPGs coming out. Digimon Story, Cyber Sleuth, Hacker's Memory. Who's excited for that? I haven't played the first one yet. Well, I guess that's uh, nobody's excited for that. Did the first one come out last year? year Say what? Before, I think. Year before, okay. there was a different one that came out last year that wasn't supposed to be as good. Yeah, you're, well, it was, you're, was it the exact same timeline? Right. Yeah, and the problem with the one that came out last year is your Digimon die. So you Ooh. have to keep like breeding new generations. Yeah. It's like if I if I want to do that, I would just play um, Monster Rancher. Mm. Uh, I could at least do cool things like figure out where the hell my music CDs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we need a new Monster Rancher. What would Monster Rancher look like now? Well, what was that game that Square Enix put out on the iPods where it read your MP3s? Um, mm-hmm. Song Summoner. Right. I mean, there are real applications to how that could work now. Yeah, but everyone uses music streaming, so that's no good either. Um, We need, like, QR codes, maybe? Just random QR code generation? Yeah, but we have programs that listen to music. Why don't we just put it up to the speaker while you listen to YouTube? Mm. Why are you attached to music for this? Because music's cool. Uh, uh, that was in the spirit of the original Monster Rancher. Yeah. No, it was just CDs for Monster Rancher. Uh, yeah, but music, music CDs gave you the best monsters. Mm-hmm. If you popped in an AOL CD, it gave you crap. It had to do with the data on the CD, yeah, I would it. imagine. Yeah, yeah so. it was how densely it was packed. No, they, well, and there were certain CDs that they made special things for. But, okay, so... I'm wondering if someone could come up with something better. I want to hear ideas for for new Monster Rancher. All right. Anyway, and what are you going to play this week? Anna Marie. Cold Steel 2. Kelly Ryan. 
uh, Xenoblade. Jonathan Stringer. I need to beat the Air Billions or win a match. Josh Carpenter. Uh, more near, probably fishing, probably I need to get back to Demon Gaze too. Like, yeah, see the gaming ADD isn't going away. So many games, yeah. All the games. Um, I'm going to try not to play much Final Fantasy XI and instead focus on um, the new website and and Xenoblade Chronicles. So we'll see how that goes. That was my goal. I guess I'm not playing anything then. Oh, Pascal Takaya, what are you playing this week? No, (laughs) too late. (laughs) That was twice in one episode. Does that mean you're not allowed to play games now? Oh, I'll play, but I won't tell you anything about it. (laughs) Shut down. I guess I deserve that. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, except Pascal. (laughs) At least I'm being mentioned this time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, We are live every week at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can catch us live at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. So catch the show live. Join us in the chat room like Teddy Pig is and Daniel NL. Ninji. Yeah. You, uh... And Vaughn. You should go... Everyone, since everyone's playing old games, go join that backloggery forum and and backloggery forum. That backlog in the year forum and um, post your goals there and, and play along and be accountable to each other. Then we can get through these backlogs. Um, I'm going to go back to Final Fantasy XI. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.